Hey, this is Thomas Q. Jones, former UVA All-American running back, and you're listening to The Jerry Ratcliffe Show. Wahoo! Welcome to another edition of The Jerry Ratcliffe Show podcast. And uh, my great pleasure to uh, introduce a guy I've known and respected uh, for a long, long time. He used to be on the Virginia uh, athletic beat uh, for the Norfolk Virginian pilot. And uh, it's where we first met and became friends and uh, have remained so over the years. And uh, again, I have the uh, utmost respect for him as not only as a journalist, but as a, as a good guy. He's one of the good guys in the business for me. Uh, with no question about that. I'm talking about Harry Minium, who is now senior executive writer at Old Dominion University. And we're going to talk some Wahoos and uh, Monarchs. Harry, uh, thanks for joining us. Hey, Hootie. Uh, same same back at you. You were, when I covered UVA, you were one of the beat writers who asked the tough questions when, when tough things were going on. And uh, I, I've always respected you for that. So, And I don't think there's anyone who knows more about UVA athletics than Hootie. As we as we call Jerry Ratcliffe. <laughs> well, that's what happens when you're here. Ever since Thomas Jefferson uh, <laughs> came to town, right? <laughs> uh, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about the Monarchs. I mean, uh, for those that don't know, Old Dominion is in is in the Sun Belt Conference, and uh, you talk about somebody that's made the most noise in college football this season already. And it's Sunbelt teams. Uh, Old Dominion started it two weeks ago, knocking off Virginia Tech for the second time in a few years. And joined this past weekend by Appalachian State, beating Texas A&M on the road. And Marshall knocking off Notre Dame in South Bend. And uh, Georgia State, I guess. Uh, was Georgia, Georgia Southern. Georgia, Georgia Southern, Southern, I'm sorry. Um, beating Nebraska out in uh, the cornfield. So that, uh, and Georgia State led North Carolina in the fourth quarter. This and, is true. and UNC had to rally to win. So, yeah. And all those teams are on ODU's schedules. So. <laughs> <laughs> Look, lucky, lucky scheduling, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, no, the Sunbelt, Sunbelt, Sunbelt's a great league. Um, it, it's such a step up from Conference USA. It, it's, um, People know it's, you know, recruits know it's better than Conference USA. It's helped ODU's recruiting. It helped our ticket sales. Having Virginia Tech on our um, on our schedule this year helped. But uh, And also winning last year after many years of not having winning teams helped. Uh, but Sunbelt also helped. We're in the same league with JMU now, and um, they've, they're off to a fast start. We'll see how good they are this weekend when they're at App State, but the, the league is good. I wasn't surprised that App State upset Texas A&M. They are really good. They recruit uh, They recruit head-to-head against ACC teams, and they do really well. They have 40,000 people per game in their stadium. Um, you know, there's some – you know, a, a lot of programs in the Sun Belt are almost at the Power 5 level when it, when it comes to recruiting and, and, and everything else, and – that's where Old Dominion wanted to be. Now, the, whenever Virginia Tech was not beautiful, we we did not play well. They did not play well. But if you know, if Virginia Tech was their first game with a new coaching staff, and um, for ODU, we didn't have any excuse. We just didn't play particularly well, but we managed to win. Um, the offense drove seventy 
four yards in the final three minutes to score. And uh, that's been the hallmark of Ricky Ronnie teams. They have a lot of resilience. So. I watched a lot of that game and I was really impressed with the Monarchs and uh, what a, what an upset and, and great win for Old Dominion to start the season. Uh, what was the atmosphere like there? I know you uh, it was the stadium, right? Yeah, it's a, the stadium. Um, we you may not remember Old Foreman Field. I don't think you ever covered any I, games. There. I think I covered an Oyster Bowl there once. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I love Foreman Field. I grew up as a kid watching games there, but it was a dump. It was built in 1934, I think, and it had 1934 amenities. So in 2019, we tore down most of what's remaining of Foreman Field and rebuilt the stadium. So the, the two sidelines, uh, two, you know, two deck sidelines are brand new. $71.5 million would probably be $90 million with inflation these days if we tried to do it. And it's a nice stadium. And the, the atmosphere was frenetic. It was There were probably three or 4,000 tech fans there. 1,800 of them bought tickets through tech. And the rest, you know, they, they got tickets from friends, ODU friends, because the game sold out to season ticket holders and to our donors. You know, no, no one in the general public got to buy a ticket to that game. And, um, yeah, it was it was a pretty loud crowd. And at the end of the game, um, you know, it was it was as if the students had planned to run on the field the entire game. They just <laughs> hundreds of them just and all of a sudden they're like four or five thousand students on the field and they're all jumping up and down to the music. And um, it was a pretty cool scene. It was uh, I don't think it was too cool for Virginia Tech. I know that that's um, yeah, losing twice to Old Dominion at home in four years is is uh, not what they had in mind when they scheduled this series, but um, it was a great win for ODU. It certainly was, and uh, they won that game twenty to seventeen. And then this past week, uh, played a close game at East Carolina, which is not a gimme for sure. The way they opened up against NC State. Ended up losing thirty nine to twenty one, but uh, you guys were within sixteen to fourteen uh, in the third quarter. And then things kind of got out of hand, I guess. Yeah, and then we we played better offensively than we than we well in some ways offensively we did we passed better, um, and you know we got some big plays. But uh, the fact is, East Carolina is a better team at least right now than Virginia Tech. That's a really good football team, and I think they were just better than ODU. And that's, um, you know, ODU could have won, but I think the better team won, particularly playing on their home field after such a difficult loss to NC State. They lost that game because of a blocked uh, blocked extra point, a shanked field goal, and a blocked punt that was recovered for a touchdown. They dominated the game otherwise. I mean, they'd be in the top 25 now if they – you know, but they had three big special teams mistakes and, and that cost them. And they, you couldn't blame them at the end of the game. They really celebrated. They, you know, they were just, they were high on life and, you know, <laughs> can't blame them. You can't blame them after such a frustrating first game. Absolutely. Um, I was just looking at some of your personnel and uh, uh, Hayden Wolf, your quarterback, uh, linked up with wide receiver. Is it, Ali or Ali Jennings? Ali. Ali Jennings. Ali the Jennings. Yeah. Uh, three touchdowns and 200 yards. Uh, eight off eight catches by Jennings. Uh, a transfer from West Virginia. He must be pretty darn good. 
He is. And he, he, the first five or six games last season, his first year at ODU, he was good, but, you know, okay. And then the last six games and in the bowl game, he got really good. And he's just taken off where he left off. He's not the fastest guy on the field, but he's really smart and he, he runs great routes. And he knows when he's covered, he knows to come back. You know, he knows when to when to cut back and knows when Hayden will throw on the ball. And um, uh, it also helps him that Zach Koontz, our tight end, six foot eight, 235 pounds, was second in among tight end receivers last year in the country. Everyone is all over Zach. You know, they're double teaming him, trying to stop him. And so that leaves Ali in on one-on-one coverage. And you're not going to stop him very often one-on-one. Looking for a great dining experience in Charlottesville? Look no further than the Aberdeen Barn. The barn has been family owned and operated since 1965, with Terry and Angela providing great atmosphere and mouth-watering food at Virginia's big-time steakhouse. Enjoy the fine dining or relax in the Sportsman's Bar, a fantastic place to wind down and socialize, surrounded by flat-screen televisions tuned to the latest sporting events. You never know who you might bump into at the Aberdeen Barn, where all the greatest Cavaliers have dined over the decades and keep coming back for the delicious menu and good times. Check it out online at AberdeenBarn.com or call 434-296-4630. Hi, it's Jonathan Cotton with the Good Feet Store. As a lifelong runner, the pain in my feet was debilitating. Finally, I went into the Good Feet Store and found the answer personally fit art supports. They helped me so much I ran my first marathon that year. Then because I believed in the Goodfeet system so much, I bought the store. I'm so happy to offer my hometown community the opportunity to find relief from foot, knee, and back pain. The Goodfeet store is located in the shops at Stonefield near Trader Joe's. Book your appointment today at goodfeet.com. UVA Orthopedics and Sports Medicine boast one of the finest teams of doctors in the country, and they're right here in Charlottesville to not only provide care for the University of Virginia athletic teams, but also the Charlottesville and Central Virginia communities. UVA Orthopedics has been a proud sponsor of the Jerry Ratcliffe Show for the past two years, with numerous team members featured in weekly segments where doctors share great insight into various sports injuries, what causes them, how to treat them, and recovery time. Their team of experts are there for you and offer the best care to solve your health problems and get you back on your feet. Let their team of specialists get you back in the game. Some really good numbers there. Uh, um, I was asking Tony Elliott in today's press conference about Old Dominion, and uh, he obviously he was very impressed. He, he said uh, he said he told his players, I guess Monday. He said I told the guys first and foremost they're confident. Uh, they've already beaten a power five. They're uh, prideful. They want to win the state just like we want to win the state. They've got a leg up on everybody because they already have one victory in the state. He said they're capable. They're very, very, very capable. They've proven that. But when you watch them on film defensively, I think that collectively they're more athletic than what we saw last week up at Illinois. Not as big up front, but athletically, they've got a 6-2 corner that can play anywhere. He can run. He can play man coverage. Their linebacker, Jason Henderson, is a really, really good football player. People look at him and probably underestimate him, but he's really a good football player, and he's heart and soul of that defense. 
Uh, so uh, definitely caught the eye of Coach Elliott. Uh, let me say something about Coach Elliott. Um, he he came to a uh, function the Norfolk Sports Club put on, um, which uh, Brent Pry from Virginia Tech, Norfolk State's coach, and Ricky Ronnie all got together, and they answered questions for an hour and a half. I'm so impressed with with your coach. He's I learned his I didn't know his life story. I just and I learned about it there. He's uh, and and Ricky Ricky Ronnie has said this too that Tony is going to get that program back to where it it should be. Uh, he's the right guy, and uh, I, I think a lot of him. Um, yeah, he's right about ODU's defense. They're they're not as big. They're they're not as big as a Power Five defense, but they are very quick and they're, they're good athletes. Uh, Jason Henderson, he's a kid who grew up in Pennsylvania that Penn State recruited and recruited and recruited, and then finally didn't offer because um, as uh, the defensive coordinator has told me, um, you know, he was a wrestler. He wrestled like 190, and they they weren't sure he was going to put on the weight. And and Ricky Ronnie told me they, they just had different needs at linebacker. They didn't need him. So Ricky, he was Ricky says he was the first player I offered when I got the job here, and he you know he he took some visits to some Power Five schools, but he had known Ricky since he was in the ninth grade, and so he came here. What a great player he is! He's really good. Um, the first time I saw him, I said, that must be a junior college transfer just looking at his 18 or 19-inch biceps. The guy's incredibly strong. Um, his, his neck looks like, you know, a prototypical NFL middle linebacker. Um, but, yeah, he plays respectfully. He, he and the um, ECU – he was hit the ECU quarterback a lot because ECU quarterback is a guy who likes to run the ball. He's, he's really good at running the ball. And, you know, there wasn't – Jason didn't stand over him and go, yeah, I got you. He, he just helped him hand up, pat him on the back, and, and go on. Jason's a little bit of a throwback. Um, he's an interesting player to watch. Uh, the defensive backs at ODU, they had worried about that coming into the season. They've really been pleased with how well they play. The linebackers are good. We lost our leading um, career tackler and a – key player at safety to graduation but Blake Siler the defensive coordinator says we have more talent we have more depth than we had last year and um, they played very well against ECU they just got worn down at the end of the third quarter they've been on the field for 71 plays so yeah. that's a lot of plays yeah it really is yeah yeah uh, you know Virginia had a very difficult time blocking Illinois uh, who was sending at least five almost every play and using a lot of tight man-to-man coverage and really shut down Virginia's offense. First team that's done that in a couple of years. And uh, I asked Tony, I said, you know, well, coaches certainly copycat each other a lot. What do you expect the old, old Dominion, even though that might not be their style? Uh, I'm sure they took note of that. And he said, oh, yeah. He said, I- I'm sure that uh, if nothing else, they're going to uh, give their guys a chance by maybe walking up a linebacker for a, a five-man front, even though they play a four-man front, uh, just to see if we fix things or not. So uh, <laughs> I imagine uh, Ricky Ronnie will probably test that out early and often. Well, Ricky said at his press conference, you know, the UVA had a he had a, they had a great offensive line last year. 
and they lost a lot of players from it. Lost and he all. says, yeah, they, I didn't realize they'd lost them all. Okay, yeah. Oh, well, anyway, he says they've got talented guys. Excuse me. Um, they're really good players, and now they've had two games under their belts. So they're going to get better every week. He said eventually by the end of the year they're, they're going to have it together. They could have it together this week. Who knows? Um, so I'm amazed at how much he knows about UVA football. Apparently he's been following UVA for a long time, I guess, because he knew we would be playing eventually. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, and, uh, he's probably right. I mean, it, it, uh, the one thing that Tony kept talking about today during his press conference was that, uh, his guys didn't respond well to getting punched in the mouth. And he was a little disappointed with that. And, he yeah. kept uh he said I kept looking at the film to try to find something positive and I couldn't find much positive ex except for the defense. He said offensively we just essentially ate a lot of humble pie and he reminded his players that this is not last year. Uh those stats and that scheme went out the window. This is a new scheme and he said the only way we can turn this around is for you guys to let us coach you and buy into this scheme. So it's uh it'll be interesting to see how that plays out come Saturday afternoon. Sometimes it's hard for a new coach when you you're coaching a lot of players that you didn't recruit. Um you know, I think you know, old Dominion was in that position, you know, last year and uh, it, it's sometimes difficult to um win them over, but uh, I can't imagine that they that Tony won't win them over. And, yeah, I agree. And he's such, I mean, his with his track record at Clemson and everything, I mean, he's obviously a great offensive coach. So, yeah, I'm sure he's staying up nights trying to figure out what went wrong and how to fix it. Um, Old Dominion, well, is, is Ricky, Ricky would probably say, Oh, they'll get a fix this week, <laughs> <laughs> and it'll help it, them playing at home. It'll help, you know. So they took some humble pie, you know, they're going to be pissed off about it and they're playing at home. I, I think they'll play better this week. I really do. Yeah, they should. I mean, I don't think they could play much worse than they did last week, but we'll see. But uh, I haven't, I didn't see the game. I, I do have it recorded. I'm going to watch, and maybe I should have watched it before I came on this podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, I am going to watch it before, before Saturday. I, I don't think you'll be impressed, but uh, anyways, um, I would think the Monarchs have to be fired up, though, because like we were talking about earlier and Tony mentioned, already knocked off Virginia Tech this season. Let's um, got the Sun Belt momentum going for them. And uh, the last time they came to Scott Stadium a couple of years ago, I thought Old Dominion probably should have won that game. They were dominating and then things kind of came unglued but uh man they were... came unglued is is calling it that, that, that's being <laughs> nice they're up 17 to nothing and our quarterback uh looks right turns left and throws right to the only guy on the left side you had a linebacker there who just you know pick six you know he's the only guy there he is you know and then on fourth and one at the 29 we went forward and didn't make it we were still up i think 17 to 14 and you know, then things fell apart. Um, and that was the team uh, that went one and 11. And uh, we also, we had played Virginia Tech 
well the week before too. It was a two touchdown game, but we were in it in the fourth quarter. And that game kind of is where things fell apart for ODU. Um, I'm not sure we ever recovered from that. So. Yeah, because I, I, I remember being surprised that they they uh, just continued to lose games after that. Because, uh, like I said, that first half they kicked Virginia's butts all over the field, and uh, looked like they were the Power Five team and not Virginia for sure. Um, and but that happens, you know, you something bad can happen to a team and it loses its confidence and then snowballs. So we've seen that many times here in football and, and basketball pre uh, Tony Bennett, but. Well, let me tell you something you, you mentioned. Uh, I think that, I think before we went on the air, you were telling me that, you know, or maybe it was the one you're on the air that Tony says, we want to win the state and they've got a head start and all that. Um, the night before we played, Virginia Tech had a they had a pep rally at a place called Waterside in downtown Norfolk. It's a big festival place right in downtown. And so they put a Twitter post out with Waterside there and then above it says our state. That did not sit well. <laughs> I think I saw something on Twitter about that. Yeah, that's yeah, Ricky uh, Ronnie after after uh he doesn't. He usually doesn't do this. He says it's a bad habit. My kids do this. I tell them they shouldn't have, but I did it. So he puts on a uh, he puts a Michael Jordan mime on it. You know, Michael going what? You know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so and the the song at the end of the game was "We did it for our city. We did it for our city." You know that was that was also spawned by Virginia Tech. So I think this does. I think winning the state does matter to ODU, maybe more now than it did before Virginia Tech, because uh, you know they we play all four teams. We uh, after uh, after we're at UVA, and then we host Arkansas State in our first Sunbelt game, and then we host Liberty, and then later in the year we host JMU. So wow. we could go four zero and win the state. So. Yes, you, you very well could. Yeah. Very well. Good. I don't think Tony will be hanging up any signs like that. Though. <laughs> sure. No, I, no, and I, you know, I understand. I understand the thinking at Virginia Tech. They do feel like the entire state is their state. It's just unfortunate that they use the Norfolk landmark to do it. I mean, if they if they had done Lane Stadium, you know, who cares? You know, but they took something two miles from ODU and said <laughs> our state. So, you know. I'm sure whoever did that regretted it. And, you know, and it's, it's, it's all but forgotten now. So, but well, it was good theater when it happened. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, Harry, for sharing uh, your knowledge of Old Dominion. And I hope to see you Saturday in the press box. Oh, I'll see you. I'll be there early. I'll see you for sure, Hootie. Great. I'll see you then.